Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show here on uh, the Fed by Ravens Media Network. You know, I've got to say, I, I've been having this conversation with a lot of people, and um, people are uh, upset, they're angry, and a lot of people are just worried. And I think all of those things, they're appropriate feelings given what happened, what we see, what we saw. But I will also tell you that I am uh, optimistic and I am hopeful, and I will tell you why. You had, after uh, an onslaught, four years of nothing but negative media, four years of nothing but vitriol, hatred, lies against the president and his agenda, racist, misogynist, a white national supremacist. You think of a, a Russian agent. I mean, you think of the attack, and it really was everything and the kitchen sink twice. And despite that, despite the best job the media could do at character assassination of destroying someone, this president received millions of more votes in 2020 than he did 2016. That's amazing. That's astounding. So despite the pounding he took from CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post. What it shows is that they don't have the stranglehold they once had over the American mind, over the American public. They don't have it anymore. So you want to know why they had to ban Trump from Facebook and from Twitter? I'll tell you why. It's because they know they're losing that fight. And they don't want a level playing field. They don't want a fair fight. But I'll tell you what, a lot of people have asked, you know, because they look at the country and they see that it's hostile. People are at each other's throats. I had a security expert in the office today, and he was saying there's no easy way out. And part of it is because our foreign enemies are exploiting what they're seeing. And they're stoking those flames. They want division. Political parties want us at each other's throats. So what's the solution? The solution actually has to be you and me. It has to be we've got to do good. We have to be good. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be on a grand scale or a big stage. Most of our acts of kindness and goodness... They're going to be small, and they're going to go unnoticed for the most part. I have to tell you, I was reading uh, my Facebook feed. I belong to this group. You know you're from Ogden If. And as I was reading this feed, and there's a lot in there that's you know great and inspiring. There's a lot of it that's just mind-numbingly mind-numbing. But I was reading the feed, and I came across a post by, I, I think her name is, is it Tara Renya? Tara Renya. Tara Renya. And I was reading this post, and I have to tell you, I'm just going to summarize it. It basically was Tara saying, um, hey, I received a call from my sister, mm -hmm. and uh, there was someone who was trying to buy food, who didn't have enough money, and Tara just shared her reaction to that, what she did. 
And I thought it was so inspiring, not because of just what she did, but what happened because of that. So I'm thrilled to have Tara Rainia in the studio with us today, right here in Ogden. So, Tara, I'm reading this Facebook post, and I, uh, I think it's miserable weather out. And you say your sister reached out to you. And where was your sister working? She was working at McDonald's. She works at McDonald's. And, um, yeah. Yep. Just got to get right up on the microphone. Okay. And so Tara was reading this, um, sharing this. So her sister reaches out. Sisters at McDonald's saying, hey, there's someone here who doesn't have enough money. Tara, what do you do when you read that post? Okay, so my sister, she texted me, and she was heartbroken. He walked through with a dime. She said he had frost on his mask. He could barely walk. And I was just like, is he still there? And I know that she gave him the burger. She paid for it. However, she couldn't do much. So I said, is he still there? I'm going to come down there. I'm going to buy him food. That was my whole intention, just to go down there and buy him some food. So what time of day did this happen? Is this morning? Is it night? This was about 10, 10 o'clock at night, I believe. Okay. So I was ready for bed. I had already showered, um, and it was cold. It was under 30 degrees. Was it snowing? Was this the day we had all that bad weather? Um, no, it was the okay. day after that. Okay. So it was, yeah, it was cold. So... Um, I don't live far from where he was at, so I got in my car, I ran down there, I went through the drive-thru, because I had seen him in front of McDonald's still, so I went to the drive-thru, ordered a bunch of food, and I went to go give it to him, and a coffee, and I just, I don't know, I broke down. I looked at him, and he had ripped clothes on, he could barely walk. Um, He didn't have his face mask on, so he had like frost on his facial hair. And I'm not, I can't even say what it was about this certain person that touched me so much. I told him, stay here. Don't leave. I'll be right back. So you give him the food. You give him the coffee. Mm-hmm. And you tell him to stay there. And how right. old would you say? Well, how old did he look? I thought he was older than me. And I'm 42. Okay. So I'm thinking this is somebody around my age range, not too much older. And I was just like, this is horrible. So, yeah, I... Uh, I went home with, again, with intentions just to grab him a sweater and some sweats to put over what he had. Um, he didn't even have a heavy jacket on. And when I handed him the food, his fingers, his one finger was split literally to you could almost see the bone. And when you say, is this, so he goes to take the food from you and you see. And I seen his finger because he didn't have gloves on. And I mean, granted, all his fingers were cracking, but that one. And I don't know if you've ever had cracked skin but it's painful so um i went home i grabbed one of my sweaters and a pair of sweats and i went back up there and i was like you know what i can't leave you standing out here get in my car put your bags back he was sitting on two garbage bags with wet blankets and so i said get in my car i'm gonna take you to a room I didn't know how much it cost. I didn't know which room I was going to take him to. I just knew that I couldn't leave this person sitting outside. Literally probably would have froze to death. So as he tried to get in my car, he could barely walk. 
Um, he got into my car. He could barely speak because he was so cold. Um, he just he, he kept saying thank you. But he was almost even not to where I could understand what he was saying because he was so cold. So I got to uh, the motel, which is New Vision now. That's right there on Washington. Right on Washington where the Motel 6 used to be. Yeah, yeah. So I go there, and uh, I'm like, okay, I'm going to rent this guy room. So I take him in with me thinking, you know, they're going to let him put it in his name, whatever. So I had to put it in my name. We put him on there. Well, he pulled his ID out. And that's when I noticed this guy was more than 10 years younger than me. Wow. So he's in his 30s. He's in his 30s. His early 30s. So it, it broke my heart. Um, anyway, so they gave me a little bit of hustle about renting him a room. The manager or whoever was the night person was just like, you understand this is not a homeless shelter. You understand he's taking advantage of you. But you were willing to pay for the room. I paid so for you're, the room. You're not put asking. my credit card on, actually. Okay. Because I had to also pay a deposit. And he said, you're really going to trust this person. And I said, he needs a hot shower and he needs a warm bed. So basically, at this point, you're assuming full financial responsibility for any damage he does to the room, anything that's broken or missing. By you guaranteeing the room, you're becoming liable for all that. Absolutely. And the guy, he tried to talk me out of it. Um, I, I don't know what he's seen as the, you know, but he was just like, you understand if anything, you're going to be charged. And I said, yes. So um, I helped him into the one door because it's locked and he had all his stuff. Um, and I told him, I will be right back. I'm going to go get you some hygiene. We're talking to uh, Tara Rania. She is uh, just this incredible story of uh, kindness. Uh, and like we talked about, I think the way we make big change is through small acts of kindness. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. When we come back, we're going to hear the rest of the story from Tara right here. Your call's 801-331-8113. We'll be back right after this commercial break. Welcome back to the Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. We're talking to a Tara Rainia. And just I, I was on Facebook and I see this post where she gets a call from her sister saying, you know, there's a gentleman here. He's homeless, doesn't have enough money for food. Tara, without pause, she had already gotten ready for bed. Were you in your pajamas still? I was. Did My you hair was wet. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was a mess. <laughs> she rushes out of her home, goes to the McDonald's, buys this gentleman food, sees that he's hurting physically. He's got this massive wound in his, his finger. Tara, again, putting her own money, uh, putting herself at financial risk. And, and Tara, you're a single mom? I am. So not a lot of extra money laying around? Is that nope. safe to say? Yeah. I'm on disability. I'm disabled. So 
It's just me and my kids. I don't get state assistance, none of that stuff. So Tara goes out, puts herself online through this generous act of kindness. You get him into a hotel. Mm -hmm. You pay for the first night. Tell me what happens next. Okay, so I planned to pay for two nights. Um, And I did. I went home and I was like, what did you just do? We can't really afford this. But I felt good about it. So I was like, you know what? I can't do this by myself. We've got an amazing community when they come together. So I posted on, you know, you're from Ogden. It gets a lot of attention. It's everybody's in that group. And um, I just posted. And I wasn't posting because I wanted to be recognized. Because you see that too much. People post for the recognition. They take pictures of these people like they're less than people. And so I posted, and I immediately got amazing. I mean, everybody was just concerned for him, and they offered medical. They offered answers. A few, even though they couldn't pay, they went and took him a few things. I know there was clothes brought to him. I know there was groceries. So a lot of people reached out, and in that way, like, we all came together for this one person to try and help to keep him off the streets and out of the cold. Um, Anybody who knows you know you're from Ogden knows that it's negative. A lot of people are negative and they love to attack. There's a lot of trolls in that group. Tara's actually putting it mildly. Very mildly. (laughs) That's that's a rough group. Go ahead. I mean, I love the group. They, They just, you know, they just got a lot of... I don't even know. But... The response that I got, which I expected a lot of negative, was amazing. I was humbled, and it was just, it was, the whole experience was humbling to me because I didn't expect to get a response, like I said, and I didn't expect to get anything but negative comments. So when everybody was messaging me and talking to me and and all of that stuff, that's when I was like, oh, we got an amazing community, and There was a a lady who went and paid the room again. Um, We were under the impression that somebody paid a week, so a lot of people backed off. But, again, this person went onto the post, and he lied. Well, well, let's talk about the positive. So you have these people paying for the room, Mm -hmm. and eventually the hotel tells you what? So I actually got a call the next morning, um, and they were furious with me. Um, They were upset that I had so many people going to the motel to try and help. They were not allowing anybody to pay because the room was in my name. So uh, they gave a lot of people a lot of grief and a lot of heartache. But to know that it was that much of an outpour, that they were bugging the hotel management, I was just, again, I was really humbled. And um, a few other people said that they tried to pay, but they were turned away, which... I know, but I mean, honestly, to get that much of an output, outpour from the community that the, the hotel was so angry with me. Um, so what eventually happened? You go back to the hotel. This man is, is eventually uh, not allowed to stay there. Is that correct? He was actually put out the next day. Okay. Um, he was put out because they didn't want to be seen as a homeless shelter, which... Uh, we're in Ogden, and that hotel's not in the best neighborhood. Um, it's known for, uh, you know, a lot of different activities, let's just say that. Um, 
so I even I had to fight with him to get my deposit back. But he actually got... I couldn't find him at first, and I was devastated because I have his phone number. Um, I actually got in contact with his family off of that post to find out there's a lot of mental health. There's a lot of other issues. He's not very trustworthy of people. So for to him to have trusted me, like I... I talked to him yesterday. We, I keep in touch to kind of keep tabs on him. I got the, you know, the backstory from his family, which makes sense because a lot of these homeless people out here are not bad people. They just, they have a backstory, and mostly it's all linked to mental health. So, Tara, let me ask you this, because you've done something that I think a lot of people see this need, but for whatever reason, and I think there's valid reasons, and I think sometimes uh, we just get used to homeless people. But you, like I said, it's, it's relatively late at night. It's a cold night. If there was a checklist of reasons why you didn't have to get involved, you probably had 10 valid excuses on that list. But you didn't do that. You said, I need to do something. And that's what I want to talk about. What? What drove you? What was it about this individual or this circumstances that you said, you know what, I need to do something? As a child, we we um, we were homeless for quite a while, and I'll all I can ever think is had one person reached out and helped my mom, you know, gave her that that one up that you matter because when you're homeless, you're just you're beat down. That's you give up. That's it. So growing up, I had to grow up really fast. Um, had one person just lifted my mom up and said, you know what, you're not worthless. You're not this horrible piece of garbage because you're homeless and you've been through things. And I really think that that would have made a huge difference in where we were at. So for this gentleman, um, I just I feel like that gave him more of a drive to want to push because he got himself back into a hotel. He didn't contact me until after he got in the hotel. And he's just, I mean, he tells me, you know, he's got frostbite on his feet. He tells me my feet still hurt, but I'm warm and I have a shower and etc. So to know that he's, I mean, just physically, I see him in a better state when he talks to me and, and all of that. So to me, it was just, and it probably... And what broke my heart is when I put him in the room and I started driving home, I seen about five more homeless people. And I was like, I can't do this alone. And that's, again, why I reached out, because if we help one person without judgment, I mean, the ripple effect would just be amazing. If people stop looking at homeless people as somebody to be scared of or somebody that's automatically on drugs, they may or may not be, but we don't know their backstory. These people just want somebody to care like the rest of us. They want to feel like they matter. They want to feel like we're not looking down on them like they're garbage. Because at the end of the day, we're all the same. We're just human beings trying to make it in this world. You know, and and we talked about this at the beginning of the segment, which was, you know, a lot of us won't have the opportunity to perform these great acts of service that get all this attention. And those are great things, and and we need to be involved where we can. But I think, you know, Tara's story really emphasizes where a lot of the good happens, and that is those small, spontaneous acts that we don't plan for, we don't foresee, 
but there's an opportunity, and we have that opportunity. It's absolutely essential for us to get involved. Tara, we have about one minute left uh, in the, the show. Let me ask you this. Is What would you say to all those people who helped, who gave, who went the extra mile? What would your message to them be? Don't stop being who you are. Continue to help people regardless of the backlash because we always get it. And just know that... It's, I believe in karma and the universe and all that, so it's going to come back to us. I mean, we, we can do helping one person might make 10 more go help somebody. So just keep doing what you're doing. You're amazing. You know, you listen to the Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. I've got to tell you, I, I say uh, I, I agree empathetically with what Tara said. I think that our best good comes when we have that opportunity and maybe we don't have the 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 runway to make a lot of plans or to do something but when we see the opportunity to do good when people say look you know the country's falling apart we're at each other's throats and you know we're looking at each other as political creatures the answer the solution is as tara just said we're all in this together we've got to pick up the the paddle and we've got to start rowing in unison. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show. We'll be back tomorrow right here on K Talk 1640, 960 AM KYAH. Also, uh, stay tuned. Brian Hyde coming up next. Remember, take the time to get right with God. Be kind. We'll be back tomorrow.